0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Sam Dever podcast episode 28. In this episode I speak with Eileen Ramirez. I met Eileen through the acting community here in Los Angeles at Playhouse West and she's an amazing person. She's a wonderful soul and we had a very amazing conversation about spirituality, awareness, working on yourself, growth and I'm really appreciative for her to come on to this podcast and be open, be vulnerable. And just tell her story with confidence, and it's really inspirational to have this conversation with her. The book of the episode, staying in the same realm of spirituality, yoga, meditation, things and things of whatnot, I'm gonna go with autobiography of a yogi. I'm gonna mispronounce the name. I apologize, uh, but it's the story of Paramahasana Yogananda, and it's an incredible, beautiful story. I mean, it's it's a it's a lengthy one, but I'm It just leaves you at the end of it. Like, man, this man just lived such a purposeful life. Uh, He actually founded the Self-Realization Fellowships uh, that are here, I believe, in Glendale area. And then also there's one in Pacific Palisades. And So being here in Los Angeles, that's something I definitely want to go check out. And it's just really a beautiful story and a beautiful way he lived his life. And actually, Steve Jobs, I believe this was his favorite book. And George Harrison of the Beatles loved it so much, he would get copies and hand this out to people. So, if you're looking for a good, deep spiritual read and a fun story, autobiography of a yogi. And with that all being said, here's my conversation with Eileen. Eileen Ramirez, welcome to the Sam Dever podcast.
1: Hello. Oh, oh my it, gosh, I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> I know. It's like from IG to Zoom, here we are.
1: <laughs> yes. How are you? I'm really good. Specifically today, I've had like such a great I've had a great day today. So great day to film a podcast.
0: Oh yes, that's great. Isn't it crazy like how some days you can feel amazing and some days you're not so amazing?
1: Oh yeah. I feel that. I'm
0: but I actually was watching one of your videos, I believe it was on vulnerability, mm-hmm. on your YouTube channel. And you mentioned how one thing that you said in that that I really, really liked was you woke up in the morning and you recognize you, you were feeling anxiety or you're feeling kind of down and you Mm address like, here's the tools I use when that happens. Right. You know, so is that Uh, mm -hmm. something you do regularly? Like are those tools constantly in practice for you?
1: Uh, Constantly in practice. Yes. But also constantly changing. Mm. Uh, And the reason that I say this is because you sort of have to, like, I sort of observe where I'm at, but I've noticed, because I'm such an emotional person that I was like, I always thought that I feel my emotions, mm. um, which is like a good thing. But the problem with that is that you're not allowed, to, you're not supposed to, You not that you're not supposed to, there is no right way or wrong way to do things. But I would say, like, for my opinion, you want to learn how to let emotions go through you instead of having your emotions consume you which is something very, very difficult to do. So in order for emotions to sort of just like for you to feel, uh, you have to like just be in the moment, which is really, it's like really hard to do. Um, So actually kind of, I actually quit my job in November and I decided to take a six month break. It's kind of like a leap of faith, but I also did plan for this. Like financially, I, I did know that I didn't want to stay at the job I was at. And I just like needed the six month break to like figure out, like focus on healing, figure out what I want to do and just allow myself to be. And in the first two months, it was like a lot of just like being, and I like would do nothing. Um, and it was like the hardest thing ever because I've just, I'm such a like a doer and I like a schedule and I like waking up and doing stuff all day that my new power of vulnerability or my new schedule became literally like wake up. I would do breath work and meditate and I would have nothing set for the rest of the day. Like the rest of the day really was like about listening to my body and like seeing what it called, like what it feels like doing maybe for that entire day could be just watching TV and you know, binge watching Avengers or whatever it was or another day it was like, really sporadic where I was like I would paint because I would see that my inner child wanted to come out and I have been working a lot on like my inner child and like healing that part of me so it was like painting and then coloring book and then like cooking and baking like it was like a child and then at the end of the day it was like kind of more zoning down and like watching tv so it's not to say I don't like judge myself for it anymore. Whereas before it was definitely like a, okay, I'm not feeling good. So I'm going to go on a hike to ground myself. And after my hike, then I'm going to go to the beach and like journal. And then after the beach, I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat healthy. And then I'm going to do some chores like on like it was like still like doing instead of just like being in the emotions, instead of just like sitting with it, instead of just allowing myself to cry whatever I wanted to cry, allowing myself to scream, which I like still struggle with. Don't say I'm not saying that I'm like, a master at this. Um, But just being allowing like fluidity throughout my day, allowing myself to be in my own body, which I think is like the hardest thing to do, which is why I feel like I hear so often that people say, Like, they can't slow down. Like, they're like, oh, I'm so, like, stress-free right now because I'm just, like, going. I'm in a group. But if I was to begin to slow down and listen to my thoughts, I could not, like, be with myself. And I was like, that's so sad, the amount of people that say they don't like being in their body. Like, you're with your mind 24-7 that if you don't make it a sacred place for you, um, I think you're really going to struggle, like, down the line. So.
0: There's so many things I want to say off of that. <laughs> you, you,
1: you touched on
0: so many. First, have you read Power of Now with Eckhart yes. Tolle? Mm-hmm. The part in there where he talks about, like before he actually wrote Power of Now, he like did nothing for two years. He's like, the highlight of his day was going to the park and looking at ducks. <laughs> but by doing that, he learned how to just go to the park and look at ducks. Like it sounds... Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we, we both were trained at a Meisner school
1: <laughs> yeah. where they
0: teach us to be present. And I, I, I'm realizing like how hard it actually is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you, like there's so many times where I'm going to do this at this time and this at this time, and then we're going to do this, 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 and this is going to be my whole week and this is my whole month. And, but yeah. what happens is a lot of it, you're not even present for a lot of it. You're just showing up. And there and you're already thinking about the next place you got to be. So I think there's a lot of truth in what you say about just the ability to just sit there and be, I mean, that's a meditation within itself. Right. Just to exist and be present for that and do whatever's calling to you.
1: Yes. And let me tell you, Sam, I've been working on this for two months and it's like, it's still not easy. Mm. I still like, I have some days where I'm like kind of good with it, like doing nothing. Um, A big part of it is like both my parents are workaholics, um, which is the reason why I was a workaholic, Um, that a lot, I like realized this also like back in October when I had my ayahuasca retreat is I would measure my happiness level based off my productivity. So if I got a lot done that day, oh, it was a great day. I'm like, awesome, happiest person on earth. But if I, it's like Sunday and I have nothing to do and I just like can watch TV all day and I would do that and I would feel so shitty. Like at the end of the day, I was like, this was like a horrible day. Like I didn't take advantage of the day. And it's like, I really did nothing wrong, you know? Um, So that's when I began to just sort of, I, I realized like I have to make a change in my life if I don't, like it's just absurd to say that i'm not happy because like i'm not doing or i'm not happy because i'm not like producing something um so you know work in progress but i am a lot happier this way
0: i love it that's i think it's a great message too for a lot of us even even in la to hear because and look people come here to chase stuff right i mean i get it like i i did it <laughs> so but it's like yeah. It's like, I know for me, I had an injury that gave me perspective this past year. And it's just like, what am I chasing? Like, what am I, like, I love what you said. Like, I was the same way. I was basing my quote unquote happiness off how much I can get done, how many marks I can knock off the belt or check off the sheet, Yeah. you know? And then you just start to realize that, why am I actually happy doing this? Or am I just, is that my ego? Like, do I think I'm happy? Like, I mean, I really wasn't. You know, and like the simplest of things like you're talking about. Yeah. Like sitting and watching a movie, coloring in a coloring boy, those things can bring you just the same amount of joy, if not more, you know, but mm-hmm. we're trained in this society. Go, go, go hustle team. No sleep. Like all that stuff. And you just, I, I just realize a lot of it's a lie. It's just not true.
1: Yeah. I like I'm like, I'm still trying to find figure it out because I'm sure there's a balance. But I'm like convinced that we're like not supposed to work our asses off. Mm. We're like, I just don't believe, especially like the job that I was at. Like it was very, um, the same thing every day. Very like simple work, but it's like time consuming. Like I should, I'm a human being with such like an intelligent brain. I should be using my brain to be solving like Harder problems, but it's, just, I don't know, it's like this whole concept of like, I don't know, I, I like, I still struggle with it in the sense of like, <clears throat> obviously, I can't not work forever, you know, nice. so eventually, I'm gonna have to figure out, I, I want to do what I love, and I'm still trying to figure that out because I love so much, and not everyone can do make a living doing what they love, but. I don't ever want to be in a job position where I feel like truly a 12-year-old could be doing my job. Mm-hmm. Um, like specifically even like customer service. Like I don't think it, it's not hard to like speak kindly to people Um, but that being said like that's not I don't think that's why I was like put on this earth like to be yelled at on the other side of a phone for like something that is not like my responsibility and so honestly I do honor though and like praise people who are in that job position I just hope that they're honoring their, their own soul and like maybe they really just have a gift for like holding space for people and I love holding space for people but not in that type of scenario so I'm just like really trying to figure out of like what is the meaning of life um it's so bizarre that i'm like thinking of this at like such a young age but it really is like that's like what i this is like this is what i go to sleep thinking about like what is the meaning of life what am i supposed to do what's my next step
0: i love Mm -hmm. it i think that's amazing and incredible and i wanted to ask you i've never asked you Mm -hmm. so what if we can go back a little bit what started you on this spiritual path Like what got you, what was like the, was it a book you read? Was it, you know, something you got into, like whether it was yoga or meditation, what, what led you on, what, what started your spiritual journey?
1: Yeah. Um, okay. I only have a question when you say, I think there's a difference between a spiritual journey and a healing journey. Mm. So right now I'm like on a healing journey,
0: Okay. but when
1: I first became spiritual, I did go to a Catholic school. So I always believed in God and I was like, definitely like spiritual in that sense. My family, we didn't go to church often. Like I went to church every week because when I was in that private school, um, but I didn't go to church. Um, and it's not like we prayed at every meal, but that's not like, I felt like I had my own relationship with God. And then when I was about 12 and 13, I wanted to get into acting. And my second acting teacher ever, um, she was like a great teacher. I really wish she like would have stayed in L.A. I think I would have succeeded so much with her. But for the first day of class, she gave us all homework and we all had to read the book, The Secret to Teen Power which is basically the secret, but dumbed down for a child. Remember, I'm like 12 or 13 at this time. And she would like talk about um, our first class was literally like, okay, you're in the business of acting. And a lot of it is skill and hard work. But there's another aspect of it is that you have to stay positive you have to manifest for things to happen because it is a very difficult industry and there's going to be a lot of competition and it's going to try to drag you down and it's your responsibility to be your own light and we all had to do like manifestation boards so that's when I started manifesting and I when I first started acting I did very well like I got my agent on my first showcase I got my first agent like two months into acting. Within that, I booked my first commercial within like a month or two. Wow!
0: Um,
1: by the sixth month, I had already filmed two uh, national commercials. So then I had to join SAG. Like, and I'm not kidding. I manifested it all, Sam. Like, I literally owe this one teacher for like telling me of this. And things were great, you know. So then from the until I was like 17, I filmed 15 commercials. So from like 13. Yeah. And um, I was like, you know, I was happy doing it. But I definitely had like the best of both worlds. I went to school all the time. I I only worked like two or three times out of the year. You know what I mean? But it made me good enough money to where I could pay for like college afterwards. But at 17 is when I started to get really bad health problems. And it started with like acne. Yes, but I also had And I've all, I still like have this issue, but I was like having to sleep 12 hours a day and like no doctor could figure out what was wrong with me. And I remember at the time I would think to myself, like, I wonder what I would do if I was to like get called onto set right now. Like it would be so embarrassing because I would have to take at least two naps on set. Like that's how much I was sleeping. I was like sleeping in all of my classes and then on top of that, then I got really bad acne. So, you know, in acting, you want to have nice skin. Like, it, it really does, like, affect your confidence going into a room and stuff. So, I took a break from, like, 18 to, like, 20. And that's when I went to uh, Meisner and studied with Robert Carnegie. And I, I still had acne at the time, but then I, I just sort of reframed it to be, like, I'm just working on my skill set so that when I get back into acting. And, you know, those were great two years and I really did sort of prioritize it, but I had the worst confidence. Like I, I can't even begin to explain to you, Sam, how I had absolutely no confidence. And it's like, you need that. I couldn't get myself a new agent. I couldn't get management when I would get management. It like, wasn't a great fit. It's like, I was trying to manifest these things and some of it would come, but then I would be like, they're just not a great fit for me. So it was like chaotic. And then it got to a point where I was like on my last year of like college and like I did just get my degree for my parents, like unfortunately. And it's honestly, it's totally okay. Like for me, college is one of those things that's kind of easy. Um, I do wonder what it would have been like if I just put all of my intention into acting, but I, at the same time, I don't think like I – would like to get back into acting, but it's not right now. And I actually spoke, I've been speaking to like a therapist and like other people about this. Um, so the last year of like college, I got into yoga. And honestly, the only reason I got like certified was because, um, I wanted to have a part-time job, like to make some money. Um, but I didn't want to work at like retail or anything like that. And I wasn't getting acting jobs. So I was like, why don't I become a yoga teacher? Like that just sounds like chill. <laughs> I was like, I never did yoga before that. It's kind of like ironic,
0: but That's my a best very fun- LA thing to do. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. My best friend, though, she was a yoga teacher. And like, she made me kind of fall in love with the practice. So it was after I became a yoga teacher that I actually loved yoga. Um, So that was like a big opening. So then with yoga, it was like life changing for me in the sense of like, I noticed what my internal dialogue is. So a lot of times when I was like going through the training, they were like, you know, you can't say like, negative statements so for example I started teaching yoga school which is yoga with weights so they were saying when you begin to teach you can't say things like um come on don't give up you have to say things like uh you are stronger than you think Focus on the energy within you that I just started to realize that no one in my family talks this way first of all. Um, the way I speak to my friends and others was like not very positive that it sort of changed this like internal dialogue within me. Now with that though, a lot changed where like I just sort of internalized everything and I was like I just began to see the power of words and to know that words can affect. Another human being, like I would never want to cause any type of pain or hurt to anyone just by words. That I began to even not even speak up and like talk about how I really feel or stand up for myself or like let a friendship know when I feel like a boundary was set. I did not know how to set boundaries. So then, still going down this journey, again, I'm starting back up with like the health issues. And it started with diet, where, like, I was sleeping 12 hours a day. I was so tired, I fell asleep driving three times. Every time I would go to doctors, I'd get all this blood work done. They'd do all these, like, tests on me. And they're like, I don't know what to tell you. You come back completely normal. And I'm like, nobody is listening to me. Like, everyone would see this, like, skinny girl, and they're like, she's not unhealthy. And I'm like, yes, I am. Like, something's going on. Every time I eat, I, like, want to, like, knock out and I finally found this, like, super strict diet, and that's when I decided to, like, make this, like, YouTube channel, right, that was, like, about um, healing and stuff, and it started with, like, healing my gut and healing things internal. So when I began to do that and I healed my physical body was when I could finally start to work on my mental health, and when I started to work more on my mental health, I could work more on, like, my soul work, Mm -hmm. And that's sort of what kept going me, like bringing me down this journey. And now I'm like, you know, two years later, like still in a healing journey, like very much invested. I would say all of 2021 was a big, like I, definitely my healing journey started in 2020. And I remember it so vividly, like something was like, I felt so squirmy in my body. Something was going on. I was, like, in a very toxic relationship, and I wanted to leave it, and I didn't know how, and I, like, wanted change, and I wasn't happy, like, where my life was, and I missed acting, but I knew it wasn't the time to go back. Like, there was so much that happened, and I remember it so vividly because it was, like, I felt like a 180 change. And then I would say – all of last year was my real healing journey, which is actually why I stopped, um, filming YouTube videos because it was so personal that I wasn't ready to share it. Mm. Um, every week was a struggle every, like every day I was learning something new about myself every week. I was like, I'm like, I don't know if you know what shockers are. Yeah. But okay, so I'm like very well educated on chakras at this point, but I can just like notice so vividly, like when there's a lack in my life, when there's a disconnect, when I'm not speaking my truth, when I don't feel grounded, when I don't set boundaries. The awareness is so intense that I I could never go back to that old Eileen. Like, I will never go back. And this really is a lifestyle. And this, like, I remember for a long time, my family and my friends would think like, oh, yoga, this is just like a phase for her. And I'm like, it's not like I knew very well that it's like, whether or not I continue to teach for the rest of my life, yoga will always be a practice that is so sacred to me. And I will continue for the rest of my life. And like meditation is not something that I go in and out of. I do it every day breath work has just been so, like, it just strengthens these, like, core values. Now, to that, I, like, realized that, well, two things. Um, I think the answer that I've been sort of searching for, like, what's the meaning of life, right? And the simple answer is love. But when I went, well, I, yeah, when I went to go experience ayahuasca, I know we didn't, like, really want to go into it. But I, without being like dramatic, I think it's the first time I have ever experienced love. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, because it was the first time, I couldn't even accept the love of others. Because even if someone loves me tremendously, I can only take with however amount that I love myself. And during that retreat, there was, like, on the last day, we did this ceremony called San Pedro, which is, like, another type of plant medicine. And I realized that love is, like, the answer to things. But the thing about it is love is so complex. And none of us understand it. And none of us was, none of us, like, and it's not our parents' fault, but most of us were not given love at a young age we were not nurtured at a young age um that because of it we don't know how to love others so the next best thing is to just heal because the closer i get to healing myself the more compassion i can have for someone and just like things that i would always read in spiritual books specifically eckhart tolle um when he like you always hear realizations of, like, love is the answer. Everything that you don't like in someone is something you don't like about yourself because they're a mirror. I knew these things, but I didn't understand it because I never fully experienced it. And even when I talk about it, like, I do, you know, I, I know that on the other end, you guys can only grasp as much of it, but you don't know what, or at least I don't think that you can really understand what it feels to be held and to be loved and to be nurtured um, that I'm beginning to see that the more that I heal myself, the more I can help others. And it's a crazy understanding because my whole life I've been trying, I always wanted to fix people. I always wanted to show other people happiness. I always wanted to show people how to live that in return, I didn't realize that I was like killing myself like legit like dimming my light I was pouring so much into others that I had no light left for myself um and it's like I still have to remind myself every single week that every time I get a small hint of like oh I can help this family member with this I'm very humbled down very quickly the universe always sends me signs like oh you want to go fix someone then let me show you all of the work that you still have to do that I've begun to realize like this is like my purpose right now it's to heal Mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that once and I will continue to heal for the rest of my life I very I know that for a fact um but though I think there'll be a place where I can become a little bit more grounded with it and then, when I become grounded, I will ha- I will learn how to integrate this into every part of my life. Um, this idea of being still, of just being, will be in my career, whatever that may be. This idea of asking someone how they're doing and not asking how they're doing in their work life, but generally, how are they doing? How are they feeling? I will know how to respond back knowing like, you know, I get to talk about this cool hike that I went on this past weekend and like the mountain gave me energy. And it's like, that's what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about how you're doing in your work. I don't even want to talk about how you're doing in like your relationships. I want to talk about how you're doing in the relationship with yourself and in your heart. So um, it's a big step to realize that I'll, I'll never that old Eileen. She like doesn't exist, um, but that's okay. And for the longest time, I would struggle with that because I hated when people would say like, oh, you changed so much. I would try so hard not to be that same girl. And now I look forward to all the times that people are going to tell me, like, you're not that same girl that I once knew. And I'm proud of that to know that I've made this much growth.
0: So That's dope.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I will always give the long answer, Sam. I'm so no, sorry. No, no, no. I mean, me there's so much I
0: want to say. Like, you, know, you you gave so many great things. Um, well, one thing I'll say, uh, I, I was looking through one of your videos. You had talked about. You know, when you do this self work, the inner work, first of all, it's a lot of work. <laughs> That's the first it's and foremost thing. Second of all, there's some meme, like it, it shows like what people think spiritual awakening is and it shows like these flowers and clouds and mm-hmm. sun. And then it says what it really is, and it shows like the fires of hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like yes. it's very uncomfortable, like extremely uncomfortable, or it can be at least, you know. As no, no, no. It's it.
1: always uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like it's always uncomfortable. It's real, It's the hardest work I've ever had to do. Also, even like with ayahuasca, it is the hardest thing I have ever done in my entire life. That now when any problem comes into my life, I remind myself like, I did that. Like I, you know, really went into like my subconscious and trust me they're so I like just touched the surface that's like the crazy part like I was barely able to touch the surface but I remind myself like how strong I am even if I don't feel that way and I've actually had to work a lot with like affirmations and actually through this time like I did um ayahuasca in October when I went to Peru then I quit my job in November and I've had to ask for a lot of help I see a therapist every week. I meet with a breath coach every week. I meet with a, my Reiki girl at least once a month. Um, I It's a lot has like I, I, I wouldn't be able to do this work on my own. And it's something that I would I kind of did start this journey on my own. like I would just read books and sort of like integrate whatever I could. Learn that's like also a big thing that I'm I've worked on for so long is that um this learning how to integrate what I'm learning. Um it's funny, Sam, this past year I read 40 books. Like 40 books. Which is like that was like my goal. But honestly, I don't even remember all the books that I read. Like it was just like, oh, I finished this one, time to do the next one. And now I'm like starting to realize like there's some audio out of the 40 bucks, 35 were audiobooks and five were like hard copies, right? But some audiobooks were so much content that honestly, I should have like read it and like been taking notes on like what I was hearing. Whereas I was just like listening to it on my hikes. And it again, it sort of became this like to do task. Um, mm-hmm. that I'm still like grateful for it. I'm glad like I achieved that goal, but for this next year, I have no set goal of how many books. I'm just going to see what I do read every morning, though. It's like, a like I'm saying, my practices are always like changing. But for right now, for my morning practice, the first thing I do is read a book in the morning. I find that so grounding, especially because your mind's like thinking so much that when I read the book, I feel like I'm grasping so much of the knowledge. Whereas I've noticed if I like read later on in the day, I'm like, way too distracted. And Like, the words are just, like, not hitting my brain. I don't know. Um, But there is no goal on, like, how many counts. There is no goal on which genres I should be reading. It's really, like, what book needs to come into my life right now? And then after I read it, how can I begin to integrate these things? This is, like, a big thing. Like, integration, I think, is everything. Um, It's no longer about, like, working fast. It's about working smarter. So...
0: No, I relate to that all too well because I'm the same way. I'll just fly through books. Next, next, next. Then I'm like, am I even retaining any of this? (laughs) I had a talk with one friend and we just said, yeah, you know, knowledge without application is useless. Like I can can read all I want, but if I'm never going to apply it into reality, I'm just reading books in my room, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And also, I'm with you with the reading in the morning thing. I, you know, I do that along with journaling and meditation. And it's like I feel like even if you some days you'll get in, maybe you're kind of got to go some places, ten, fifteen minutes in, and some days you'll read over an hour. But it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of like mental push-ups. I feel. Like, yeah. Gets my brain going, and you're right because at nighttime, like I'll try reading like these deep, complex books, and it, it ain't happening. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's not. Like my brain's like, yeah, which is fair. Your brain, you should be preparing your body for sleep, not preparing your body for like more knowledge and wisdom. And yeah.
0: Unless it's like pleasure reading like a novel or something mm-hmm. like that. Like that's similar to like watching reading a really good novel. But um, what, what are some other, we were talking in the pre-show room about the ice baths. Oh, like yes. That. What, what are some things aside from like meditation, journaling, yoga, reading, mm-hmm. which are all incredible things. What are some other yeah. things you do in your healing journey and self-care routine? To optimize okay. yourself,
1: yeah. So eye sponge, I I have to give full credit to my boyfriend for that. He's been doing eye spats for like about two years now. Like he even went to like a Wim Hof conference to like learn how to like really do the breathing. um so when we got our house, um, he converted a freezer into an ice sponge. It's like a lot cheaper to do it that way. If not, they're like typically five grand, but if you um, just DIY it, it's about like five hundred to fifteen hundred give or take. Um, so super dope. He got a freezer. We sealed it all up. I don't know he found like a video and it has a filter in it so that it like the water is always like keeping clean. And our ice plunge is kept at 38 degrees. And typically you want to do it like after a workout. I would say like that's what's best. But the reason it's so special. Oh, and like you stay in it for a minimum of three minutes. But it really is such a mental strength practice um not so much like physical like it you will get a lot of like your hands will begin to hurt but any time I'll have days where I know something's off but I have no idea what it is like internally I feel numb there's no thoughts that I can observe that are coming to the surface as soon as I get into the ice bath like thoughts will come up very quickly like you are not enough you are not creative and it's like well like it just like brings it up to the surface um and it's like a really nice tool to have any I do it roughly about three times a week but specifically if there is a day where I really don't want to do it then I make myself do the ice plunge because that's when you get the most benefits from it um so the minimum you do is three minutes because I've been doing it um so often I think like my body got accustomed to it that it got to the point where, like, where it started to get tough for me was, like, at the three-minute mark, which is, like, basically me not getting – I'm getting the physical effects, but I wasn't getting the mental health effects, that now I do five minutes. And every time afterwards, you feel so strong. Like, to know that your body did that, to know that you calmed yourself down just with the use of your breath, to know that you warmed yourself up with the use of your breath. Um, is like such a special practice, and I know that not everyone can sort of like do an ice bath forever, which is why we invite family and friends to come over to our place whenever um uh, we honestly we have at least one person like someone new try it one person uh, once a week at least at the minimum um We'll have people literally just come over to do the ice plunge. Like we hang out for like an hour, and then they like just dip. Like that's just our new way of hanging out. Uh, But yeah, that any type of I think cold there. Oh, we also have like a steam room um, in our backyard, so we'll do the ice plunge and then steam room. Technically you could go back into the ice plunge and keep doing that back and forth. I think any type of like cold therapy and hot therapy is like awesome. Uh, Also for me, like my hands and my feet are always cold. I was like always cold. Like if it wasn't above 95, I was like, So cold. Then people would always be like, "Please never move out of California." Uh, But now I'm like, I would say, like, definitely at like a neutral type of temperature, which is just awesome. Like, let me tell you, being cold twenty four seven is really freaking annoying. (laughs) Like, that's not fun. Um, And then the second part of that was breath work is so huge. I don't think a lot of people know what real breath work is. I actually have a breath work coach um that I meet with once a week and because we again like we know that this isn't like some like when uh even when my boyfriend told me to do breath work I was like you want me to pay how much to breathe Uh. like I already do that every day like and I was one of those people but it's like it's the same reaction that you get with everyone so we started hosting breath work events just to our friends it's like kind of private um to like kind of let them know like what it is and they could, you know, give us their feedback. We did one back in like November and it was like such a great success that we're actually doing two in January. Um, And it's like just getting everyone's feedback so that we can begin to just sort of open it more to like the public. Uh, But breath work typically is like where you breathe for an hour straight and you have a breath work coach with it and you get the same effects that you would on a psychedelic, but you're sober. Um, So there's like a lot of healing in it. There's a lot, um, a lot comes out. You can cry, you can scream, you can yell something, a phrase and just like really actually release it. Um, That has been a huge part. So um, like I said, I meet with a breath coach once a week, Um, but then to do breath work every day, I do breath work before I do meditation because my breath work will literally get me, like, get my body and like me physically and mentally into the state that I would be at the end of my meditation. So if I start my meditation where I typically end it, then I could get go deeper.
0: Well, you got me fascinated with this breath. Well, first of all, hashtag house schools, having a nice (laughs) chat for friends. Like that sounds incredible. Uh, yes. second of all, yeah, you, know, you really got me in it. I actually have a book. I haven't read it yet. It's, it's called breathe by James Nestor. I haven't read it yet, but, uh, that's something I don't think I've really gotten into. I've done like a couple breathing techniques into meditation. Mm-hmm. So when you're saying breath work, is it like you're going through a series of exercises with your breath? Are you doing one type of breath for a certain amount of time? Mm-hmm. Could you share a little um, maybe on what exactly you're getting into with that?
1: Right. So typically the breath when you do it with a breathwork coach, she sort of guides it. Um, so for us, it's like you breathe in through the mouth and breathe out. So it's like, (sighs) that's what it sounds like. And you go to like really loud music. Like the music is so loud and it's really, I mean, I have to invite you to like my breathwork event. If you're interested, I'll send you the info, but, um, you'll see that any type of breathwork workshop that I don't know how they do it, but they do such a great way at like making it a safe environment. But furthermore, having really loud music, it allows people to have that vulnerability to scream to like, and I'm like, talk, like you will cry. Like you have never cried before. Um, so it is guided by the coach because some, like I'm someone, I do not like it. I'm so hesitant to do breath work. Like I always want to like kind of not do it or like I don't go all the way. So in order to combat it, I have to get really warm. Like I wear fuzzy socks. I'm wearing sweats. I'm wearing a hoodie. I have a blanket covered. And then you wear like even an eye mask afterwards so that it can be completely dark. Like you really have to um, – make your body as comfortable because you are about to enter into a very uncomfortable zone. Um, so that's how it is with like a breathwork coach, which is why I highly, highly, highly recommend someone to check out either like a, you could do a group breathwork session or do a one-on-one or even like a couples, um, where, but now that you start start to get the gist of like how powerful breathwork can be with someone there that's guided, then you can do videos. And, um, with the, like videos are great, but the videos are just, it's not as intuitive. Like you're just sort of following the pattern. Whereas with a coach, you're following a pattern, but she's sort of like guiding you where you are. Um, and like you sort of get to work on like different practices. So for example, I like a very, um, yin approach to breath work, which is like slow breathing, which is like inhaling through the nose exhaling out through the mouth. Whereas like Wim Hof is very Yang. Um, and I think it's great specifically a lot of like males, like, you know, um, Wim Hof and why he's gotten so much of like the male population to be able to join and stuff. But just knowing these things about with yourself, whereas, um, so with a breath work coach, he'll do sort of a variety. So we'll start with Yin, and then we'll sort of speed up the breath work and she just helps you. Like if she sees that you're not able to release an emotion, then she sort of helps you do it and stuff. So that
0: sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: I would also highly recommend DMT breathing. If you go on like YouTube and Whoa, look what? up anything, DMT breathing. Like, are
0: you actually doing DMT or just DMT? Like, no, no, no. Within it's you? just
1: okay. So, DMT is a chemical that's within your body, mm-hmm. and there is a breath work that ignites that chemical, and you literally get sort of. I, have you ever done DMT? Yes, I have. Okay, so do you have you had that feeling where? It literally feels like you go down five dimensions.
0: See, this is a whole other conversation. Like I feel like every time I've done it, I never blast it off. Like I always like was in that in between. So kind of.
1: (laughs) Got it. Okay. Well, I will tell you, you can, so DMT breathing, it's ignited through breath of fire, which is like you just breathe out through the nose and it's Mm -hmm. really fast. So it's like, that's like breath of fire and then you do alkaline breathing which is breathing in through the nose and nose and then exhaling out through the mouth Uh, you do that for a couple minutes and then you inhale and then you clench your stomach after you clench your stomach you clench your stomach and your neck after you do that you do clench stomach neck head and try to hold it for a minimum of 15 seconds almost to the point where you're going to pass out it's like crazy and then you just like sort of sit there, and it's like your body goes somewhere else. You can like begin to hallucinate. Yeah, it's crazy. But DMT breathing is like I my personal favorite, and typically the type of breathing that I do before I do a meditation.
0: Uh, and just for the record, the Sam Dever podcast is not held responsible for anyone. who is. <laughs> 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 no, it. No, it yeah, that sounds – yeah, that's – no, it's, I'm really glad you brought up the breath work because I, I, that's something I need to get more into. It's amazing how there's so many components. Like, you first you get into, like, yoga. and You're like, all right, but then through yoga, you're like, well, have you done meditation? Meditation? What's that? And then you do meditation. Like, have you done breath work? Breath work, what? Have you jumped into the ice bath yet? Like, there's so many things Yeah, that, you know, um, go into this – Uh, I don't know, it would be the the sphere of, I don't know if you want to call it self-improvement or just awakening your consciousness, really. Just making you more aware of your body, the surroundings, and your true inner self inside of you. Mm -hmm.
1: I like to describe it as like yoga, like meditation. It's like you're dancing on the outside of this like room and then, like, breath work and, like, psychedelic, like, plant medicine and, like, ice fund. It's, like, we opened the door. We're, like, oh, come on in. Like, here's a party. <laughs> and you're, like, oh, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't, oh. Well, I'm glad we're having this talk because I really haven't had anyone that we've had, like, this type of conversation yet. Um, yeah. I will, I'll, I'll this, I'll speak for myself personally. Mm-hmm. Um, because ayahuasca is something I want to try. Like it's something I feel like out of a lot of them, that's the one I haven't really done yet, but I also want to do it properly and with Mm -hmm. the right, uh, you know, set and settings, everything. Um, And, you know, like we've said, like, it's something you have to be called to it. Like, it's not something you're just going to, I'm going to go do this this weekend. Like, no, it's like (laughs) going with an intention and a purpose because going to learn something. And, And for all my psychedelic, Experiences that's really, I was fortunate enough to be taught under some people who knew what they were doing. Um, and I'll just say again, speaking for myself, I, I had a lot of good experiences, it was life changing. I do feel it for myself, it got to a certain point where, like, oh, okay, because I, I would go back to some of these experiences after doing it multiple times, and I almost feel it was telling me, like, dude. We already told you the answers. <laughs> like, no.
1: Yeah. Go. So into at Ray.
0: that party, they're telling me, hey, it's time to close up shop. You've already partied enough in here. Let someone else in. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's so funny.
0: So but, but with the IOS thing, it's like that's why I'm curious hearing you talking about it. Cause it's like, yeah, I have heard from some others, like it's very just it's almost indescribable probably for a lot of mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to experience it almost, you know.
1: It is very indescribable. Um and yeah, I also would like to, it's hard because I feel like typically when people talk about ayahuasca, it sounds great. It's like, well, look at all this positives. Life is a hundred times harder. Like on it's like a a million times harder after ayahuasca, the level of awareness that you have, it's, it's really, it's scary because you see things from such a different perspective. Um, And the other thing is, so there's like the saying that they say like doing ayahuasca is like 50% of the work, but the other 50% is the work that you do afterwards. Mm. To be quite honest, Sam, for me, it was like 10% of the work was done over there. I actually had a very gentle experience because I was not strong enough. Um, Yeah, I had this like, I asked mother, so when you take it you can ask mother ayahuasca like a question and she'll like sometimes answer you sometimes she'll like show you something but i asked her like why why were you so gentle with me and she was like you're not strong enough you need to get stronger mm-hmm. and that's like when i began to see like i yeah like the literally and this is why i said earlier why the shamans are so important the reason it was so easy, and I say it was, like, not easier, but the reason I say it was gentle is because for a lot of it, I was sober. So that was, like, another thing that I wasn't expecting is, like, you know when you, like, drink alcohol, you get drunk, right? Mm-hmm. And or when you take a psychedelic, you're, like, on it, not with ayahuasca. You, like, meditate into it, and I had a really hard time almost, like, connecting. So, for example, like, my first night, I was sober for, like, three hours, Um, My second night, I was sober for five hours. And my third night, I connected pretty fast um, within like 20 minutes. Um, And I was in it the entire time, but it was still very like, like I, that's when I learned what being was like, I'm pretty sure I sat in like a meditative position for an hour and a half, just like sitting there like Listening to everyone and sending everyone love, but like I wouldn't move, like I've never sat that still for like ever in my entire life. Um, but for I realized that the reason, like, nothing was happening or why I wasn't seeing visions, I didn't even throw up, I didn't go to the restroom, um, none of that, I didn't have any of the bodily detox was because the shamans were the ones doing all the work for me, like, they are sort of the ones who have to. your negative spirits for you and they help you um that that's why i say coming back i feel like 90 percent of the work i've had to do here and it's it's it was it's been it still is really hard um and just like preparing people for that like when you decide to do it just like know that your your life is going to change like there there's no way that it's not um but it is the best gift that I think you could give yourself. Um, but yeah, just telling people this isn't something you do for fun. This is, It's like something that, um, it, it's a medicine, you know, it's a plant and you have to learn to respect it. And hopefully you go to a great facility. I highly recommend going to Arcana in Peru. I think they um, just like know all the guidelines. And specifically they help you how to integrate. Like they have a full-on two-hour conversation of like, how you can begin to integrate it back into your life, um, diet changes that you may want to keep, um, just, like, in general, like, the importance of, like, having people guide you that even, like, now, I don't even know if I if I could do a psychedelic. Like, I would never just take another psychedelic by myself. I would probably, um, if I was to take it, take a more... I've always, like, set in an intentions and been spiritual about it, But I would take a more like responsible approach where like I would lay down my yoga mat. I would get myself super comfortable. I would put an eye mask and I would put a playlist and just like lay down. And that's what my psychedelic experience would be like instead of like, let's go take psychedelics in the forest. And you know what I mean? And it's like it is very beautiful, but you begin to see that there is this level of respect for a plant.
0: So. Glad, well, the reason why I'm smiling is because what you just described is usually how it's gone for me. Like it's lights off, doors locked, <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. favorite music, and I've met God several times doing that. And, <laughs> I, I, and I'm glad you brought up the part because I mean, look, for anyone listening, like it's I, I'm really glad you have a very responsible approach to it because I've had this talk with a few other people in this realm and it's like, it's not for everybody. Like, not everyone, because when I first got into them, uh, I'm just talking about psychedelics in general, it was like, uh, go tell it on the mountain. I just, <laughs> I just had an experience that everyone needs to know about. Like, yes. oh, my God. But then it's like, okay, well, it's very important that you do have the right mind state mm-hmm. going into these things. And one thing for me that it made me appreciate, I think that's interesting you say how uh, the real work happens afterwards. And it's like, what, one thing it did for me too, it really made me appreciate reality differently. Mm-hmm. Like, because it made me, because um, some of the mental things you go through during those experiences, like, it's like, oh my God, how am I ever going to get out of this? <laughs> or what, what's mm-hmm. happened? But then you get back to reality and you're like, wait a minute, Mrs. I've been hung up on this, this entire time. Like, why don't I just do this? And I don't know, it's just it amazing mm-hmm. the breakthroughs that can happen. So that's why I'm, with your experience with this. Yeah. I mean, that's because, yeah, that's something you might do once in your life or you Mm -hmm. might do once every few years. I mean, you know, but you're not obviously going to be doing that Mm -hmm. every month, (laughs) you know? Uh,
1: Right. Yeah. You definitely. Yes. So when you go, they call it a treatment. So when I went, I had a one week treatment. Um, There was someone who was there. They had a three month treatment. So they are doing, ayahuasca like three times out of the week for three months um but when you finish your treatment they typically also unlike one of your last ceremonies you can always ask mother ayahuasca like when I should come back it was so funny because for me she was like please come back as soon as possible and there was this other girl at our retreat and she was like when I asked her she said to come back in 10 years (laughs) I was like wow (laughs) um but yeah, so after you have your experience, you um, typically want to at least take a complete detox from any type of plant medicine um, for at least two months. Um, but then, yeah, I would say typically for another ayahuasca retreat, it would be like six months, I would say is like pretty good. I mean, if you're really integrating everything you learned. I already plan to have like my next one in either June or July,
0: so... Do you feel any physical benefits from it? Like, is there any, like, physical, like, healing that happens with these ceremonies at all that you know of? Or is it mainly just spiritual, mental? For
1: me, like I said, I didn't have any bodily detox. It was, it's kind of crazy. I have, like, my own sort of, like, working theories where I think that is. Um, But I would say, like, for other people, it really is different. Like, I can't speak for other people, but I know it's different for everyone. Um, I know the bodily detox is typically like, so we store emotions in our body, you know, so that's just like helping you get out all of the bad. Um, but like I said, okay, so the reason I don't think I had any of that is I think I was so weak that she, like mother ayahuasca, the medicine had to stay in me. like I have so much of her in me still and that that's like another thing they say is like once you take it it will be in your body for like literally the rest of your life Um, and the medicine continues to work on you even after you leave the retreat center even after like months later like it's still working for you and I think that's why maybe I didn't have any bodily detox Um, I will say for some people like There's, like, crazy stories, like, at the Arcana Center, there's this, like, one um, shaman who is, like, very powerful. She's, like, very powerful, known, like, worldwide, and there's, like, this crazy story, which I don't even know, but there's a story that during the ceremony, there was, like, um, one of the patients who, like, she, not a patient, but, you know, one of the recipients who took the ayahuasca, she, like, was not doing well, and she sucked a bone. Out of her neck.
0: She did what?
1: She sucked an actual bone out of her neck.
0: Sucked. Yes. Uh, but how do
1: you? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. Like I'm telling you, it's like crazy. Um, so obviously, with that, she had huge. Like her body was like your body does. I will say your body feels so much strong, like so strong afterwards, like like a superhero. Um, but yeah, there's like all, there's so many stories.
0: So well, that might have me. Mean, I could, I mean, it makes me think too, it just shows how much our like mental and spiritual and physical all connected. So when mm-hmm. you strengthen one of them, it probably does in turn yeah. maybe give energy and strength to some of the other parts of ourselves, you know?
1: Yeah. And then the other part that I would just say is like, it's not one of those things where like, I think, miracles can really happen with a medicine like this but it's not one of those things where like if someone is paralyzed and they take this plant, they're not gonna not become paralyzed and the best the reason I would think is like sometimes like maybe for that person their soul journey is to experience what being paralyzed is for this lifetime like this is for their learning So it's, like, just understanding these. Not that, like, we're not supposed to be healed. It's just, like, for this life. And it's, like, I truly believe that you choose everything before you come into this lifetime. Um, Like, I've just read so many spiritual books, and it's, like, I don't know. It it makes sense to me. Like, I believe you come here choosing exactly how you're going to look. You come here choosing exactly what gifts you want to have. We're, like, abundant in gifts. We're, like, the most talented human being ever but when we come to this earth we choose which gifts are going to like come to the surface for us because our gifts are supposed to help us understand where we lead in our lives like where we go in our like careers and relationships and everything like that um so your life obviously is going to be very differently if you're like paralyzed Um, maybe in like another lifetime that's why you become like an olympian who you know what i mean because you know that feeling of like being able to use all of your physical body and feel that strength and stuff so
0: i think are those called soul contracts i read somewhere someone had told me similar to what you said like you do a soul contract before you even come here like yes this time here this is what's happening but you, you you don't have consciousness of it obviously when you're Or maybe you do right when you're a baby, but then
1: you get exposed to the world and
0: conditioning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have so many questions for after we go, but yeah, I (laughs) definitely, there's just no, yeah. I just, there's no way that in my personal opinion, it just like, it makes more sense to me in the sense of like, we had this argument with like, Uh, my cousin the other day where he was like, nothing's going to happen after uh, we die. And I was like, okay. And and I was like, why'd you say that? And he was like, well, because wouldn't you think that if we came to this earth, like he thinks that it's just consciousness afterwards. So it's like, nothing really happens. It's just, we go back to consciousness, whatever that means. Like, it's like something very simple to him. And I was like, um, he's like, why wouldn't we remember all of our past lives and stuff? And I was like, well, you just said earlier that our body is like, like the human, like the human being, we are a very limited body. Like our mind, the capacity that we could use our mind is very limited. And that's like not a horrible thing. Like I feel like as I'm saying that sounds like negative, but it's not negative. It's just like understanding like, we know what it is like to be a human being. We don't know what it's like to be a planet. We don't know what it's like to be a snake. We don't, you know, like right now we are human beings and we have a limit to what we can do in a human body. Um, That I think because of that, like our brain is like only has a certain amount of capacity to retain knowledge. And as evolution begin, like grows, maybe that will change. But as of right now, like, just knowing that like we have this like limit um, but that doesn't mean that the answers aren't within us like we just think that us remembering things is like remembering it detail for detail but i think when they say that answers within us is like really learn because the answers within us it's like you need to learn how to listen to your body when your body says slow down it's telling you for a reason when your body jumps at an opportunity it's telling you for a reason when your body desires something whether it's like extravagant like wanting to be on tv or in a film like don't judge yourself for it like oh that's like an egotistical want it's not it's your body telling you what your gift is here to share on this earth Mm. so yeah
0: Dropping some knowledge in this one today, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leaving us with some gems here. Um no, One thing I want. Just to opinions.
1: Do, just yeah, opinions.
0: Yeah, but no, it's it's good to. I, I love conversations like this because yeah, that's that's definitely one thing I've been realizing lately with intuition and like, you know, I'll just use L.A. and acting and that type of thing because that's what we're out here and we're out in this city with that and you know, it's, it, you go on this trip because you're like. It's all ego. Then you go, oh, well, it's all ego. I can't do anything. I'm just going to sit in here and meditate for the rest of my life, you know? But then Ram Dass talks about – what you've talked about today reminds me of something like, like you taking this time off of work right now to do all this mm-hmm. work. But eventually, like you said, you will go back to work in some capacity, yes. whatever that is, but your perspective is going to be completely different. And Ram Dass talks about how, you know – You can get to the top of the mountain of enlightenment, but are you just going to sit there for the rest of your existence? Some people do, and there's a purpose in that. But most people, he said, no, you get to the top of the mountain, and then you take off the saffron robe, you put on the civilian clothes, and you go back down and be amongst the people. Yes. Because some people, you don't know what situation you're going to be in. They're like, why? why? Eileen just seems like she knows stuff. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. You're going to be able to teach that and share that with people. and It's going to be a completely different journey. Mm-hmm. You
1: know? Well, I appreciate that you think I know stuff, but I will say um, it is when you are around people that, one, you're able to observe the growth. And like the knowledge that like, literally to me, it's like, I I don't know, it's been so many years, Sam, that I've been in this world that I just have accumulated so much that to me, it's like, oh, don't you know this knowledge? Like, don't you know how to cleanse crystals? Don't you know the purpose of sin? Like, what do you mean? You know, Um, that I forget these things and not everyone knows. So like, I'm gladly to share But I have been sort of a little bit of a hermit for like two months and I'm like beginning to start to get out of my shell. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be a very challenging time because it's going to be constant like trial and error for me. Um, Being around people, being drained by their energy, knowing why I'm drained by their energy. I have, I mean, I don't want to get off topic, but uh, the point that I was trying to make is being around people is what will allow me to grow. And I've had this conversation so many times specifically with my boyfriend too. It's like, we've thought about it so many times. Like, why don't we just move up to like the middle of nowhere in Montana in a cabin where like the closest person to us is like 25 miles away. Um, although that sounds like very beautiful and peaceful and calming and like I want to do that sometimes, there is no growth there. And as I was, we were talking earlier that I believe we choose um, everything before we come. That would also mean that I chose to be born in Los Angeles, California for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like there is something that we're a community, you know, and just because I'm beginning to like what it feels like to me is wake up. Um, it doesn't mean I'm going to go run away because I woke up. I feel like I have a responsibility to, like, my family, to my friends, to, like, my civilians to help others. Like, I, lo- I, I don't have life figured out, but I love this path that I'm on. And I love I love living my life this way. It's very difficult. It's It's harder than how I was living before, you know, not observing why things were affecting me, just getting drunk whenever I felt like it. Um, but it's worth it. Um, all the growth is worth it. And like even talking to you and getting to hear your perspectives, I feel like you're like even on a very similar journey to me, even if, if like mine's more on like the the weird, the witchy side or that you know, but we're like still on the same journey of in the sense of like kind of diving deep into self-growth and i think self-growth is the first step into really opening up every door to every parts of my life our lives whether it be relationships careers or everything like it all starts from within and with us
0: that was beautiful and what i'll add on to that yeah i feel like we may be on different train cars but we're on the same track, you know. We're on the same. Yeah. Hey, Elaine, I see you. Oh, you're heading there too. Okay. Oh, you're taking that <laughs> way. Okay, I'm taking this way. Like, but we're we're, we're both going there. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing I'll say too, real quick about. And I, you know, we've hit we've hit the hour mark, and I want to respect the time. But um, there's so many other things I want <laughs> to we could talk about. We'll have to do part two. But. uh What's interesting like about Instagram and stuff, as much as I've un, you know, just said how social media just gets to the point where like, ah, why am I even on this thing anymore? It has allowed me, like someone like you, for example, someone I was in acting class with, I had no idea you were into any of this stuff. Like, I zero never talked clue. about it. Like zero I clue. I was but embarrassed. All of a sudden, you'd share some book. I'm like, wait a minute. She, she just shared, is that what I think what book it is? And like doing all this. So it's like, it has been a treat to connect with you in this way and then to leading us to now to have this actual conversation. Um, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Cause I feel like this, the exchange of this, you know, you having your experiences, I throw my experiences, other people throw their experiences and we're just all learning. And I really like what you said about being here in Los Angeles, being here for a reason and being like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm here for a reason. I'm obviously here. To serve the community in some capacity whatever that is so just having that perspective i think so amazing that you have that
1: definitely yeah
0: and uh before i always give the guests the last word if someone wanted to follow you on social media is there anywhere that they yeah. can follow you to keep updated
1: uh so i i know um, so I recently decided that I no longer want to post about like my healing journey on my personal account because it just became too like businessy. So I recently made a new Instagram website is to, I mean, website is either coming up next week. It's definitely coming up in January. So, um, either next weekend or the last week of January and it is called Unearth. LA so if you want to follow like my healing journey all of that shebang that is where I would say to follow me my personal one is it's Eileen Ramirez and this is where like I just don't want like if I just want to post what food I ate that day for like no (laughs) reason like I just want to post my sisters like you know I could like do it without thinking of like why am I yeah so personal is it's Eileen Ramirez want to learn anything about healing health and wellness lifestyle yoga all of that stuff will be on unearth.la
0: Awesome and Eileen I always give the guest the last word it can be anything it can be as deep or shallow as you want it can be a book a philosophy something you've been thinking about a movie what do you want to leave us with
1: Hmm This feels like a little scary like I <laughs> like I need to give a make it or break it type of line but um, I guess like something that would sort of like summarize everything that we talked about is that if you truly want to help others, you need to help and you need to love yourself.
0: Awesome. I love it. Awesome. Eileen well, Ramirez. Thank you so much. I did have on the thing you were on wipeout, right? Oh yes. <laughs> I just yes. One quick thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was also a life changing experience for me. Like when I, trained for wipeout and one wipeout that's when i really was like my physical body was like the strongest it's ever been so you won yes
0: that's incredible
1: yes (laughs) i know i like still can't believe it sometimes um such a beautiful experience but we'll get to talk about it next time
0: yeah we'll get to that in part two eileen stick around for just one sec i'm going to stop the recording but thank you so much for doing this thank you so much uh, for sharing and being so honest and open with everything. And uh, I look forward to following your journey. It's, it's amazing to watch it unfold.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. All
0: right. See you later. Bye. Peace.